Welcome back to the Charged Up Show. This interview is brought to you by Revolution Hockey. Revolution Hockey is located in Cambridge, Ontario and is a great hockey school to improve your edge work and power training. Revolution Hockey provides weekly ice times as well as prepares you for your upcoming tryouts. You can visit their website for more information at www.revolutionhockey.ca. Hope you enjoy the interview. Please welcome to the podcast Guelph native 2002 defenseman of the Flint Firebirds, Jack Harper. How's it going? What's up, boys? Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. And before we get going, just want to point out, say happy birthday to Keith. It's Keith's birthday. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks, guys. Happy birthday. Sacrifice. I appreciate it. Half an hour of the birthday to, to oh, record, yeah. so we won't keep Commitment Keith too long. Charged up show is so, the grind. Yeah, we both got our charged up stuff on. I got my shirt. Keith's got a sweater. Harps doesn't have one for that. Yeah. Yeah, he'll get one. It's in the mail. Maybe. We need to we need to make some more money before that happens. Yeah. So so we'll get into now. Um, what what's what's your state like now? Obviously, it's been a long seven or eight months since COVID hit, and it's it's been pretty tough. I know for me and a lot of the guys too, it's been tough because it's just training and training. It's pretty tough to keep training. Yeah. So uh, I think we got sent home like middle of March, and then everything was closed obviously we all went through that but uh now it's pretty good skating with you obviously a couple times a week and then in the gym in Guelph at Pursuit um so yeah and on top of that just doing other stuff like golf and spending time at my cottage and yeah yeah it's it's not terrible like obviously I wish the season was started by now but um I'm glad we can still train like we normally would How's the golf game looking? We did talk about possibly a charged up open. Yeah. Doesn't look like that's going to happen just because it's already October. Um, yeah, it's it's come a long way from where I started. Um, played many times this year. Probably spent a little bit too much money, but uh, overall, <laughs> I'm liking where it's at. Got to dial in my putting a little bit, but uh, yeah, hopefully get a few more rounds before it's too cold here. So you played Benny and Coop. Obviously, I've been a part of this. Who who's gonna who's gonna beat who? I I wasn't really listening the day where the score actually happened, but how do you compare to them? And you, you think you could take us, but you got to keep in mind that was we played Benny and Coop when Nate couldn't hit the ball, so it was me versus Benny and Coop, and it was a tough day for me. I was giving it my all. <laughs> so, do I think I could take you guys? Is that yes? And did you did you beat Benny and Coop? Well. First, okay, I'm I'm gonna say I think I could take both of you guys. All right, uh, all right, all right. But, uh, we almost beat Kowalik and Bowman. No, I don't know about that. I've heard those guys are pretty good, but when it yeah, comes we had to a stroke. We had a stroke every hole on Kowalik. <laughs> we still lose. Yeah, we still lost. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. Me and uh, Logan Morrison played Benny and Coop, and I was supposed to be good that day, and I wasn't. Couple three putts, actually, like three putts majority of the holes so yeah we're not three huh we're not three putting holes no. i was though that day so that's i'm allowed to make one excuse for why we lost and that's it right there and benny was pretty good i'll give him that yeah okay, he's killer. So whatever the charged up is um we'll have high expectations keith we'll take him on and yeah okay i'm in also i need a good partner for that too like well, gee, if Morrison ever comes on, he can be your partner. Yeah. But I don't know. Give me a hard time about coming on. So yeah. we'll see how good your video does, too. And that might influence him. Yeah, yeah we'll call him out. But Call him out mid-episode. Yeah. 
Keith, you want to you want to get into the hockey a little bit, Keith? Yeah, I was just starting to. I was reading our through a question saying like Flint's moving to Canada or to, moving to a Canadian city this year. Do you know what do you know about that? Obviously, playing for them. Yeah, so I think I don't like nothing's obviously being confirmed. Um, there's been rumors like through word of mouth or on the internet, Twitter and stuff that that might happen. Um, Cause obviously with the border still being closed, there's um, we, we got to figure something out yeah. to, as how we're going to play games. So um, I'm sure uh, the league's thought of that and I'm sure they're weighing their options, but um, yeah, as of now, nothing's really confirmed uh, at least as far as I know. So uh, yeah, I think that's just speculation, but we'll see what really happens. Yeah, that would yeah, be a I don't, tough I don't, situation. Yeah, I don't know how they would do that if yeah. you were to actually go back to Flint. There would be there would be a lot of uh, things that need to be worked out for sure. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But so jumping in back, we'll we'll go do what we do with everyone. Um, going to minor hockey, and what was your experience like? Obviously, by the end of it, you were a stronger player, and you're playing junior right away. But was that always the case for you? Were you always playing AAA and um, everyone's different. Some kids are, or I don't want to say kids, but some people we've had on have been a star their whole life, and some haven't been a star their whole life, and they end up in the same spot. Yeah, so I, I was pretty lucky um, in minor hockey. I played for Guelph um, since Tyke, like Tyke A is the first year of rep, really, and then I played on that same team all the way through till minor midget. So um, yeah, I was with like a good core group of guys. There was like four or five of us that played however many years that is together, but I'm pretty sure not many people can say that they played with the same guys for like 10 years or so or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, I was in Guelph, AAA pretty much my whole life until junior. And we also had a, we have a few guests on the show that went to Vic's, Victus and you're, you're another one. Now, did that help your game style and like, uh, that was a day-to-day basis. Did you see a lot of progression during your time there? Yeah, so I think, I think honestly, if I did not go to Victus, I wouldn't be where I am today. Um, they like it's just uncomparable, really, getting into uh, skate and work out with the best people around um, every day, pretty much, and then on top of that, have your own practices with your team at night. So I think like without all that extra training, I wouldn't be the player I am today. Um, so yeah, Victus was really helpful for me and I'm sure Mules, you could say the same and I'm sure everyone that went there probably agrees with me. Yeah. Yeah. Victus is definitely awesome. And that's where I first met you and you're pretty nasty at Victus. You're one of the better players there. And um, obviously when I, when I met you, you're in the draft year and that's what we'll hit up on next and defenseman, like 36 points and 35 games you had. That's super, super good year, especially playing. Thank you. Like I said, you're a defenseman. Um, so getting into the draft, like I remember, I I, I thought personally you were going to go way higher, and that's not a shot at you or anything, right? And I think a lot of people yeah. did. And did did you feel that you, you slipped in that draft and stuff? And how was that for you emotionally? Yeah, um, I was kind of like during the season, I thought like I had a pretty good year, um, and then when it came to draft time, I wasn't too sure. Like I had heard some just some people telling me where I might go. Um, but really, I, I really didn't have any idea. But um, yeah, I, I kind of thought I would go a little bit higher than the seventh. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because um, I still 
ended up playing in the OHL and still am. But um, yeah, watching that, watching the draft the whole day, it was a little bit like nerve wracking because um, like four or five rounds go by, you're just like, well, you're seeing guys who you think that you're better than go. And then you're like, well, am I going to get picked? When's it going to happen? So yeah, it was pretty nerve wracking, but at the end of the day, I was happy. Um, really grateful that I got picked and overall it was a good experience. Yeah, the drafts always seem like a out of this world kind of thing. Like it's it's nerve wracking, amazing, like all the emotions at the same time. Yeah, it's definitely um, an emotional roller coaster, you could say. Like, um, there's so many stories of guys that thought they would be drafted and weren't, um, whether it's OHL, NHL, whatever. But uh, yeah, I'm sure this year for NHL draft is my draft year. I wasn't really expecting to be drafted so i can't really relate to that but um i know guys that were and they had to sit through that so i'm sure that was tough for them um kind of probably the same feelings that people feel during the ohl draft yeah so for sure. the whole process for some people is never easy but um yeah for the ohl draft i was just grateful and then on that same note and um what were you always ohl especially um when you well, when you found out you got drafted later and that's kind of like you're, you're not going to play the first year. There's very low chance of seventh rounder, even a fourth or fifth rounder, right? It's tough for them to play. It's really only the top two rounds they're playing for sure. Yeah. Um, so, is that for you? Um, yeah. I, uh, so I played my first year junior in the OJ with Burlington. Um, and then kind of halfway through that year, I started talking to Flint a little bit because um, they were, uh, they had a few injuries, so they needed some players. So they uh, reached out to me. Um, seeing where I was with regards to OHL versus NCAA. And at that point, I wasn't really sure. Um, my uh, coach in Burlington played NCAA himself, so he was kind of pushing me to go that rep, that route. But, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I didn't really know. I, um, and then I think it was like halfway through the summer, I kind of decided that I wanted to pursue the OHL route, which I'm grateful I did and I'm happy I did that. But um, obviously I think whichever way you choose there's pros and cons and yeah so it was a tough decision but at the end of the day I'm happy with it yeah, it's definitely a decision that you can't look back on like yeah. once you make the decision you gotta you gotta go with it and you gotta be happy that you did it and yeah, you t- sure. touched on Burlington and um that, that was a great place for you to obviously be if you weren't sure you wanted to go to the OHL or NCAA mm-hmm. and what led you going to Burlington obviously there's Junior B here there's the OJ and um, I guess you're from Guelph, so Burlington's more, I don't know, I feel like it's in, it was already in your minor hockey loop and stuff. Yeah. So how, did that, how did you end up landing in Burlington? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think my agent wanted me to go to the OJ if it wasn't to be the OHL. And then uh, Chad, actually, who runs our skates, for those who mm-hmm. don't yeah. know, um, he was originally my coach there. And so I think at that time he was working for Guelph minor hockey as well. So I think my coach – reached out to him maybe i'm not too sure my minor wait major. chad was your coach in minor hockey or junior or oj he was so up until like a few days or no maybe it was even during camp maybe a few days after my first camp in burlington he was our coach and then got hired by guelph so oh, okay. he was supposed to be our coach there so that's kind of how i know him but um yeah i i i guess that's how i ended up in burlington but yeah it was really good for me um as a 16 year old especially 
And then eventually you were able to crack the Flint roster. Did you know going into that season that you were, you were going to play, or did you have to really fight for that spot during the camps? Yeah, so uh, like I said, I signed in, I think it was July, or maybe it could have been August, I'm not too sure. But um, I kind of knew going in that I'd make the team. I didn't know where exactly I'd slot into the roster. Um, mm. Honestly, I didn't know a whole lot about the decor specifically um but yeah I, I i knew going in that i'd play i didn't know how much where uh things like that so yeah that's that's how that went and so what was that adjustment like and now i actually want to ask you for both adjusting to the ojhl at 16 and then adjusting to the ohl at 17 and what was the adjustment for you like and how how'd you feel like you reacted to both uh yeah so for the oj um it was weird. I was 16. I was like maybe like 165 pounds, like smaller guy. As a defenseman, it was definitely weird. My first few times going up against like 20-year-olds or guys that had been to NHL camps, stuff like that. Like there was a number of few guys. I was just kind of like in awe because minor midget, you, you're kind of like all even. And then you get there and there's full-grown men with full beards. It's like really eye-opening. Um but, yeah, I think um, once we got into the season and then I kind of, like, proved to myself that I belonged there and that I could play, then I kind of stopped worrying about that stuff and just focused on playing my game. And then, yeah, so that's kind of how that went. And I was pretty – it turned out pretty well for me, I think. Then what about your OHL adjusting? Obviously, um, you you figured out the OJ and had a pretty good season, what, 19 points. Um like what about adjusting to the OHL? What was the difference between adjusting to the OHL versus the OJ? I think the biggest difference is just like the skill. Um, I'm sure you see it out of our skates. There's not a lot of, maybe there is, but there's not a lot of like missed passes and everyone's fast. Everyone's a good player. So there's no, there's not really many, much room for error. Um, and then as far as like size goes, it was easier for me because I was a year older and, couple pounds heavier and then I already had a year of junior under my belt which was I think for me good um but yeah we we had a really good team it was good to kind of watch some really good defensemen on my team practice like see how they practice and play and uh yeah just tried to emulate myself or emulate my game kind of after those guys so and I find it would I think it'd be pretty challenging to to do that go through such a big change like two years in a row like year after year i, f- I think that would yeah. be that'd be tough but uh this is a, the next question is what we ask all our ohl players and usually everyone has a pretty cool cool addition to it but what was your welcome to the ohl moment like the um, first time you were like okay i'm in it this is this yeah. is happening i don't know i th- think uh, I looking back like my first exhibition game was in Guelph actually which is pretty cool um it was cool just to like look up and like see like a packed building where I grew up watching games so it was that was pretty cool there's I have a few that I come to mind like I remember first time we were playing Niagara um I don't know how but I got on the ice against Akil Thomas and I went to like Hope check him and then he just toe drag right around me and just walked around mm. me much which I don't remember the last time that happened to me but I was like okay these guys are pretty good I'm gonna have to 
tighten up my defensive game here. But uh, yeah, there's there's multiple times where I was just like, this is pretty cool. I'm here now. Yeah. 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 Keel Thomas is flipped away from the charged up show. Had him, had him in our pockets. I, I played against him in our like Pete's fundraiser NHL yeah. tournament. And I was on on Zoom with him for like an hour and a half, but I was so nervous. Like I didn't even ask him. Like I was just talking to him. And they ask you questions too. So we were talking the whole time because, well, I don't know. They have a guy that like organizes questions beforehand, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, and he's like, they're like, so like, uh, what do you what do you want to do next year? And um, he's like, yeah, I'm really hoping to play in the NHL. Like really hoping to make yeah. the Kings. And I was like. Yeah, I'm hoping to maybe get to an OHL camp and, and yeah. you know, start a podcast like, uh-huh. and have a good have a good junior That's B funny. season. Yeah. And then he was like, "Nice," and I was like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, he's unreal. He's a super good guy yeah. too. You should try and get him on. Reach out to him. Well, I texted the guy after. I was too scared at the time, but yeah. I texted. Well, I would I would have been the same. I would have been. I was like, I next, yeah, and that was like right right at the start where I first like got introduced to like Peterborough. Like that was right at the start where I first got like invited and stuff. Yeah. So it was like a couple weeks, but it was pretty scary. Yeah. Well, I have his PS4, so I'd have to message him on PS4. It's a little party invite. I could get a hold of him. That's funny. Uh, so, talking about good players, obviously, you play with Ty, Ty DeLandre, I think that's how you say it. DeLandre. Yeah. Yes. And obviously, he's a big pro. He was in the bubble, correct? Right? He didn't yeah, play. But he's with I, didn't think, I don't know if he played. He got one exhibition game in, but yeah. So how how was how good was he as a forward? Obviously, that's a pretty common name that most people know. And how 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 good was he? Like you got to see him every day. Yeah, he's definitely a special player. Um, first round NHL pick. Uh, I think he was assistant captain of Team Canada at the World Juniors. Um, he's he's legit. Obviously, um, you don't get those accolades unless you're a good player. So and on top of that, he's has probably every right to be cocky but he's probably one of the most humble guys that i played with so that just yeah that just makes him all-around better person which yeah he's a good guy did you have any stories playing with him or like uh not yeah i like i can't remember um any practice stories like that i just remember the first time i met him we were we all go in flint to this gym called genesis and I was in the hot tub there, and then I think he came back from Dallas camp, like maybe like a month into the season or something like that, or maybe not that much. But I remember that's where I first met him in the hot tub at Genesis, which is pretty random place. But <laughs> that was my first impression. Just living the life out there in Flint, just just hot tub. Yeah. Talk, talk also about uh, Popovich. You were talking to me about him, so I made a stupid comment, and I was like. You know, I don't really notice the difference between goalies and then the Harps. Like, you'll notice the difference. And I was like, okay, whatever. Then I noticed the difference when we're on with Dazi. He would yeah. be a cool guy to get on, too. Yeah. But you said, like, which, you know what? I do think my point is very fair. Like, like you see, like, obviously, like, I played junior C and junior B, and we we had an MVP goalie on our team. But, like, like I don't notice there's no difference between him and some of the better junior B goalies and stuff yeah. like that. Right? So that was for me. But when you get to those elite goalies like Popovich who's played 24 games and went to Memorial Cup like there's different so talk about him and talk about how you scored one goal on him all year I think yeah I think that's why like those guys are so successful like Dawes was just drafted Poppy was OHL champion um they're just like I don't know what it is I'm sure all professional goalies have the same 
skill in the net. Like there's just nowhere to shoot when you're looking at him and mm-hmm. moving laterally. You can't really beat him. At least me. Um, I'm sure. Obviously, some guys can, but I got to get lucky to get him moving. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I literally think I've scored one goal in all year in a shootout. So yeah, he's pretty good. That's still a story and to tell, like, though. Yeah, at least I got that under my belt. Yeah. <laughs> Good one shootout move on in one day. <laughs> that was like, who was it? Finale. We had Ben Finale on um, yeah. earlier, I think like episode 11 or 10 or something. Mm-hmm. And um, we talked about John Gibson and he would tell, and he told me, and at Victor Stewie told me the same thing, that he wouldn't let a goal in on him all practice sometimes when he was on Kitchener. Like, yeah, and, and that's Finale. He's, he's, and, he's legit. And uh, yeah, obviously Gibson was like a star. Yeah. Like he's, like he was like well, he's for the first rounder, I think, or something like that. But um, yeah, and he said they would go all practice without scoring on him. It was ridiculous. Yeah, um, yeah. But so kind of the last, que- not the last question, but wrapping it up. And something that I find pretty interesting. Obviously, I don't play in the OHL, but I find it interesting. We talked to Lennox about living in Saginaw. Obviously, you're the first person we ever had lived in Flint. And when you think of Flint, you don't you don't think of a nice city, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, you think of the water situation and um, what's the semi-pro movie with um, Will yeah. Ferrell? Yeah. That's what I think of the tropics. Um, but how was that adjusting? And like, what's your living like? I know I asked you this in the dressing room. But I found that pretty interesting. Yeah. So, so I think people like knowing. Yeah. That. Um, obviously, it has like a bad reputation. Um, people, that's really the first thing that comes to your mind when they think of Flint. Um, all of those bad like negative thoughts I guess but um, majority of the players live in like a little town I wouldn't call it little but town outside Flint called Grand Blanc which is like pretty nice town Um, and we all have good clean water Um, yeah it's it's uh, it was definitely different at first moving to the states but uh, it's nothing like people think um it's only like three hours away so obviously it's not that different but yeah i i I really enjoyed it my billets were awesome um so yeah it was pretty good for me personally was it and what's like what is there any strict rules you got and stuff like obviously it's the states and it's like uh, lennox said like you don't like really go out and hang out at night you go to you don't you're not really out at all you're kind of with your buddy's house because they didn't want you going out yeah um I don't think, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think anyone ever told us, like, we couldn't go out. Obviously, like, there's stories of my billets telling us, like, previous years, coaches and GMs have had to enforce, like, rules on where people can go. Just because, like, there are certain parts of Flint that are dangerous, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But we're, like, I, I, me personally, I've never seen any of those parts, and I'm sure probably many of the guys on our team haven't. So, um yeah, for the most part, if we're going to hang out, we're probably going to be at a restaurant or at someone's billet house, but um, I don't think there's many places where we're not allowed to go. So, yeah. So basically, you had the good experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it was... Like, I think people... I think, like, go, pulling into the rink, I think some teams might be like, this place is kind of sketchy, but we're like, that's just the area where the rink is. We're, we're not really like located near there at all. Um, yeah. 
the rink itself is obviously really nice. I think probably has some of the best facilities in the OHL, if not the best. So, yeah, overall, it's good. It's pretty good. Now, last question of the interview, but what are you looking to do this season, and how are you going to make sure you reach those goals? What am I looking to do this season? Uh, I think just um, get back to playing uh, my game that I like to play, like an offensive defenseman role. Um, obviously, we had a really good team this year, which meant some of the younger guys didn't get as much ice time and opportunity. So hopefully next year I have more of a role um, playing, more playing time, maybe power play. Um, just And then with that, more ice time would come more confidence. So I think uh, just overall building my confidence and getting back to the, um, playing the way I know I can play is going to be huge for me and having a good year. So, yeah, I think in order to do that, I'll need to keep working hard in the gym on the ice with mules. Um, maybe get a little stronger. But, yeah, I'm excited for next year for sure. Yeah, no, we're, we're all really excited to see even how this is going to – how it's going to play out with everything yeah. going on, but we definitely Thanks wish you the best of luck. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, you got the charged up show behind you now and all our listeners. So thanks for coming on. and Boys. Hopefully get that golf video in the next yeah, year. Yeah, seriously. Best of luck down the road. See you, boys. See ya. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you.